Before I get to my next guest, Chris Sheehan, I want to remind you about a couple of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Two Under. Two Under Men's Performance Briefs have just released their new Spring and Summer 22 collections with fun, new, and exciting prints like the Freedom 2 and 3, Santa Fe, Tigers, Zebras, and Duckies. And their new exclusive Folds of Honor collection, where they donate 20% of all Folds of Honor sales proceeds to that cause. The patented Joey Pouch technology delivers maximum comfort, fit, and performance while preventing any unwanted skin-on-skin contact or chafing. Good for anything from the golf course, to the boardroom, to the bedroom. You can find these two underperformance briefs in over 4,000 golf pro shops nationwide, all Shields sports stores, all PGA Tour superstores, Golf Galaxy, Dillard's, and other fine retailers near you. You can also order them online at twounder.com. That's the number two, U-N-D-R.com. Two Under, performance in your pants. Use code NEXTT20, that's N-X-T-T-E-E-20, for a 20% discount on the Two Under website. Also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret the pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus 4 technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play Plus 4 and release the secret the pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet, the winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence, grip Golf Pride. Okay, now next on the tee with me is Chris Sheehan. Let me remind you about Chris's background. He's from Warwick, Rhode Island. He attended Trinity College over in Hartford, Connecticut, where he was the captain of the baseball and hockey teams. He was an all-region and all-American nominee in both sports. In golf, Chris won the 2003 Western New York PGA Section Assistant Professional Championship, and he tied for 38th at the TaylorMade Adidas National Assistant Professional Championship later that same year. He spent six seasons working alongside three of Golf Digest's top 100 instructors, including Bill and Craig Harmon, plus Todd Stones. In 2009, Chris was the PGA South Florida Section's Private Club Merchandiser of the Year. He's been a PGA professional since 1999, and he's worked at clubs like Bighorn Golf Club, Oak Hill Country Club, Inverness, Tuscany Reserve Golf Club, Gateway Golf and Country Club, Pelican's Nest Golf Club, and Lebanon Country Club, and now he's the head golf professional at the Pittsburgh Field Club in my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I'm very excited he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Chris, thanks for coming back on the show. Oh, Chris, absolutely. What a pleasure. Great to be back. I appreciate you. So, Chris, I know it's been kind of a whirlwind for you over the last, you know, couple, foot, couple three years. Talk about uh, the opportunity. How did it come about for you to go from Lebanon Country Club to my hometown at Pittsburgh Field Club? <laughs> And the Pirates are beating the Yanks right now, 4-1, so I'm sure that makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, yeah, you know, I, you know, when I, when I worked at Oak Hill at Inverness, I always thought that, you know, the field club, that sort of 100-year-old private club would be the place that I would get. And, um, you know, it didn't work out when I was 26. So we ended up in Florida and, um, you know, we, we got caught in the housing crash of 2006 and we just kind of bided our time we ended up you know saving our money and uh having a chance to sell sell our home and we get we ended up at lebanon and uh in 2017 and and then the field club came open and 
you know, you go against all the young guns from Oakmont and and Marion and all those kids and uh poor membership of Field Club selected me and and here we are. Uh, you know, the tenth the tenth golf professional of the field club in hundred and forty years. So it's just yeah, it, it was a whirlwind. It was a certainly a, a life lesson in uh in sticking to your, your plan, your guns, uh you know, most importantly being a good human and and here we are. I met, you know, one of the finest clubs in America and I just can't be prouder to be the, the club pro at Pittsburgh Field Club. And Chris, the course is an Alexander Finley design, and so is Lebanon Country Club. Talk about the the, the design and the layout of Pittsburgh Field Club, and and can you see the similarities in the influence Finley had on both pieces of property? You certainly can. Yeah, I mean, Field Club is the tenth oldest club in America. It was you know chartered in eighteen eighty two. It's one hundred forty years old this year. Um, started as a cricket club, and then golf became popular. In you know the 1890s, and they had some members who said, "Hey, let's let's play three holes of golf," and then golf took over, and cricket sort of died. And you know the, the property that the field club is on was was purchased in 1914, and um, Finley came through, he routed it in 14, built it in 14, it opened in 15 uh, on June 1st. Uh, the original clubhouse was built on you know opened in. 1915 and you can definitely see some of the holes that are similar, some of the dog legs, some of the short, you know, some of the short par fours, some of the long par threes. Um, you know, Finley had a, a, the ninth hole at, at Lebanon, which was originally the last was a par three and the ninth hole at field club now is a par three, quite honestly, because people died walking up the hill playing the par four. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they ended up building an elevator in the 1930s. Um, and it was just, uh, it, it just, uh, the, the, the 18th hole, you know, and people can, uh, can say, well, why would you have an 18th hole as a par three? It, it's an, it's an incredible hole. And I think a golf course, a great golf course consists of 18 great holes and the field club certainly has it. And it doesn't matter that the 18th hole is a par three. It's just a, it's a great hole. Um, but yeah, I mean, Finley was there and he built it and it's a Finley design and you had Donald Ross come through and Tillinghast was through and Willie Park Jr. and Robert Trent Jones, Arthur Hills, and most recently Keith Foster, um, did a bunker renovation and it, it's just a, it's an awesome golf course and it's hosted some tremendous events. It had the 1937 PGA Championship that Denny Shoot defended. Uh, he beat Jug McSpaden. I mean, think about that. Uh, some of the people that walk the ground, the golf courses exist. And, you know, back then the PGA was still 36 holes of stroke play and four rounds of match play. And, um, you know, it had the 59 Western Open. Mike Suchak beat Palmer. Palmer missed a four-footer on the last hole to lose. The low am was Nicholas in 1959. And it had the 53 open qualifier, which was interesting because back then, even everybody had to qualify except the defending champion. And so Field Club held the 36-hole qualifier, which Hogan won, and he ended up going on to win the 53 open at Oakmont. And they asked him about the golf course, and he said, well, it's a phenomenal golf course, but the one across the street, much better. <laughs> 
which was a you know a shot in the arm to the field club and um it, it's great to have you know Hogan play there and all the greats and um it's just a it's an old school perfect play and while the golf course is great and uh the tradition is great and the history is great the place wouldn't survive without its members and uh they're truly and you're a Pittsburgh guy, so you would know this more than I. I mean, the members are just unbelievable. They're just so good, and they root for each other, and they cheer for each other, and they fight with each other, and they take care of the club. <laughs> oh, it's 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 just tremendous. I mean, they have such respect and revere for the club, and uh, you know, today's modern private country clubs. Sometimes that's difficult with the growth of the boom of golf and the growth of new golfers and. You know, these people just absolutely admire and love the club. And the club's going through a transition. They got a new golf pro for 15 months and they've got a new chef and a new GM in the last 60 days. And, uh, membership's getting younger. We're on a wait list for membership now. And, um, it's just an amazing place. Uh, it's an amazing city. Uh, and you know the people. Yeah. They're just, uh, you know, they're lunch pail folks. They, they work hard. They play hard. And it's just an awesome, awesome place. And, uh, you know, this is intentionally and hopefully my last stop. So it's great. I love it. Chris, I want to go back to the 18th hole that you mentioned a moment ago, because when I was reading the history of the golf course, the original design had it as a 277 yard par four. But it was severely uphill. So uphill, like you mentioned, during the summer, legend has it that some of the members died of a heart attack trying to climb it. It has since been modified into a par three with an elevator that takes players up to green level. Talk about that. Yeah, so the <clears throat> the 17th hole finishes at the bottom of the hill. And it's a wonderful hole. Um, and so the 18th tee used to be adjacent to the 17th green, and you would hit a, a drive a drive up probably a 25% incline. And um, then you'd have to hit, you know, wedge or mashy or whatever they were hitting back in the day, uh, straight up another 25% incline. And it was just, it was just a hard walk. And after, you know, three hours and 30 minutes, it's a long walk. And it's, it's a tremendously uphill walk and um they did have some unfortunate passings and it was you know when it's hot and this time of year and they decided to build a seven story elevator from the 17th green up seven stories and you take a 265 foot plank walk to go up to the 18th tee to a 212-yard par 3 that uh, sort of supports a little draw that curls along the driveway in the, in the main clubhouse. And uh, it's a tremendous green. It's a perfect complex where you can, you can hit it up the right side of the green. It kind of curls left. You can make one. You can miss the green left down a 50-foot hill down towards five green and down one fairway, and you can have no chance at making four weeks. The, the the club host one of one of the great traditions of the club as well is um 
these are sort of parallel stories here. But there, there's a gentleman in Pittsburgh you may know and you may have read about. Uh, his name was Frank Fuhrer Jr. He was sort of the patron saint of amateur golf in Pittsburgh. Uh, he was a sort of a uh, working class guy, ended up uh, with a beer distributorship, became very wealthy. But one of the things he wanted to do after a cancer scare 30 years ago was to give back. And one of the re- reasons he tried to give back was through golf. So he started a tournament called the Family House. Uh, which used to be, if you remember Peter Jacobson's two-day pro-am in Seattle, and you remember sort of a modern-day iteration is Faxon and Andrade's two-day event in Rhode Island. Well, Frank Fuhrer uh, had a two-day event of his own called the Family House, and it was in Pittsburgh, and it roamed around for a little bit, but it kind of stayed home in Pittsburgh and stayed home to the field club, but he would put up $875,000 of his own money for wow. a purse. And he got guys like Els and Couples and Ian Baker Finch, and uh, it was a tremendous two-day gala for club pros. And it was a Monday, Tuesday after a tour event. It was at Seal Club for many years. And one of the cute stories that they've told is, you know, Frank passed away in, in late May this year. So uh, his tournament that we host every year has been sort of, it was very somber this year because it was the first since his passing. But one of the great stories about it was, when Ernie Els won the family house, he came to the podium, and uh, and Mr. Fuhrer handed him a check for $165,000, and Els kind of quipped, I didn't know we were playing for money. I just wanted to support you in the city. Wow. I heard so much great things about it. So, yeah, it was out of his own pocket. So the family house kind of went away, and he started his own tournament called the Frank, Frank Fuhrer Invitational, and it, it ended up being 40 players, mini-tour players, ex-tour players, uh, five amateurs, kids that all have a chance, uh, kids that maybe will make it, uh, kids that need a break. And it's a quarter of a million dollar purse. First place is 40 grand. It's 72 holes over three days. And, you know, last year Chase Kepka won it. Now he's, you know, playing the, the, the LIV tour. And this year a kid who won it was, uh, David Bradshaw, who's now won it four times. And David Bradshaw has won the West Virginia Open 12 times. Wow. Which is only second uh, um, to, uh, I think, Steed, who won it 16 times. Um, so you get a super quality field, and it's still at the field club, and it's still a big deal, and the members still embrace it, and they give up the golf course for two days. And uh, and that's where Mr. Fuhrer was. He was true celebrity of Pittsburgh for golf. And uh, it's just an amazing story. And, uh certainly heart-wrenching that he passed this year at 96 years old and uh his family ran the tournament this year they've committed to one more next year and uh and we'll see where it goes but um the 18th hole last year chase kepka doubled the 17th hole and then got stuck in the elevator for 30 minutes <laughs> it shut down so uh he comes up to 18 he makes a tremendous par to stay in the playoff and then we have a two-hour rain delay and then this year, um, David Bradshaw, Eagles 15, par 16, bogey 17, and, and birdies 18 to get in the house at even par. And the guy who was leading, his name is, uh, the guy who was tied for lead, his name is Piri Borgia, whose father was, uh, played with Pele, uh, Ecuadorian wow. born. It was kind of a weird story, but this kid is a, it was a tremendous story. 
and he's got to make par to get in the playoff, and he hits it left off 18 and uh, and makes double. And and Bradshaw won his fourth and took his, took home his forty thousand dollar prize. And but 18 is uh, you know it, it has it's part of the legacy of the club for the last you know 90 years. It was built in 1938. And, um, it gets stuck once or twice a year. Doesn't make it bad. <laughs> uh, sort of makes it interesting and juicy for people that get stuck there. But it was funny that Chase Kepke got caught after making double and then had to sit in there for about 18 minutes while he got rescued and then came up and made a <laughs> heck of a par to get in the playoff and actually win in a playoff that was two hours after he finished. Chris, one more before I let you go. And from a location perspective, the course is just six miles from downtown Pittsburgh, so I have to imagine you get a steady stream of players from Pittsburgh sports teams, past and present, coming through there. Who are some of the players that you've gotten to see? It's a great question. Uh, in my 15 months, I'll say this: last last year we had, you know, and, and because of COVID, we've had to stockpile our Monday outings because people were shut out, and so the last couple of years. Particularly this one, we're, we're, we're playing catch up with our Monday outings and our weddings and things like that. But last year we had a couple of Mondays off. Um, I was able to, to, I had a phone call from one of the agents for the Dodgers who I had met in San Diego when I worked in the desert. Um, and he said, Hey, can we, can we get a couple groups out on Monday? I said, Yeah, it'd be great. So you know, I just figured, you know, it's four or five guys and it, it's Mookie Betts. And it's Dave wow. Roberts, and Josh Turner, and Max Muncy, and Will Smith, and the real sweetheart of the whole group was Pools. He was incredible. Um, he was just incredible. And they came in, they had fun. We had the place closed for him. We took care of him. And about two weeks later, we get a call. Uh, Cardinals, who had talked <laughs> to the Dodgers, and said, "You got to see it. It's just really <laughs> cool." So it's Wainwright. You know, one of my heroes as a Boston fan was Lester was there, Matt Carpenter, and we sent him out with one of my assistants on a Monday, and uh, just total gracious, great uh, guys, and um, and ironically, about three weeks ago, I'm opening this, the golf shop. It's about six forty-five in the morning. And I and I get three guys at the back door, and I'm I don't really wonder why they're there. We don't have anybody teeing off till like seven forty-five, and this big six seven guy walks in the golf shop and says, Yeah, we got a seven o'clock tea time and I said, Are you sure you're playing here? And he goes, Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've I've got a tea time with it was booked through um, you know, Tom Johnson. And I looked at him, I said, Are you sure you're playing here? And he kinda looks at me, he looks up and he says, Oh my god, we were here last year. It's Wainwright again. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to play Fox Chapel. So he <laughs> he, gets, he gets dropped off with two of his buddies and they're outside the golf shop. And then he realizes, Oh my God, my ride just left. <laughs> and so I said, well, hang on. I'm the only one here. There's only one car on the lot. Just take my truck. It's literally right outside the door. Just take my truck and go over to Fox Chapel. It's four minutes away. He's like, you sure? Are you sure? I said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So he takes my car keys, he takes my truck over to Fox Chapel <laughs> and plays golf. And uh, so, but, Comes to about four o'clock, and I call Alex Childs over at Fox Chow. I say, Alex, my truck's over. He goes, Yeah, your keys are behind the counter. He left them there. <laughs> so it was Wainwright, who just forgot where he was playing. And uh, he was just, he was tremendous to Jordan. He was tremendous to the, 
to the club and just to have those guys there and uh you know on their one day off they probably get one day off every you know eight weeks um it was great to have them at the club and it was good to see them there and and have some fun and let loose and but they were so gracious and i'm so happy that they were there that's awesome Chris, before I let you go, remind our listeners, how can we stay up to date with all the great things going on out there at PFC? Follow you on social media and anywhere else online as well. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, Twitter, it's at PFC PGA Pro. Um, and Instagram is Phil Club Golf or Christian underscore CN underscore PFC. Um, you know, I, I tend to post things about members and about their events. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say this to you. It's probably been, you know, five, six years since we first talked. And, uh, I know you're climbing the ladder and, uh, you know, the number one rated podcast in the country. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you and all your hard work and I'm proud to be a small part of it. Um, I wish you nothing but continued success, uh, with next on the T and, uh, your Thursday night tailgate. So. Um, I'm just happy to be a small part of your program, Chris. Oh, I appreciate that very much, Chris. It's been a lot of fun getting to know you and your family and, and your travels, and I couldn't be more thrilled that now I have you in my hometown of Pittsburgh, and hopefully we get to share more and more stories about what what goes on there at PFC and, and uh, stay up to date with what's going on in the Sheehan family. I, I'm blessed to know you. Uh, absolutely. My oldest son broke a hundred today for the first time. Nah, good for him. Yeah, they're on vacation. Liz and the boys are down there with her family. So, yeah, broke a hundred for the first time. And uh, but uh, thanks for the kind words. And next time you're in Pittsburgh, you make sure you call me. We'll play some golf. I look forward to it. Take care, Chris. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, Chris. You as well. That is the great Christian Sheehan. And folks, a finer individual and a finer family you will not find on this planet. Chris has been a wonderful friend, like he says, going five or six years back. I've been privileged to have him on the show several times. Tonight was the sixth time that he has joined me. And each time it has been uh, a privilege and a wonderful interaction just because that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, Pittsburgh Field Club is a place that I can't wait to get up to see. It's right there in my hometown. It's a perfect marriage. Great golf course, great family, great PGA professional, and I can't wait to be a part of it. Hopefully I get the opportunity to catch up again with Chris real soon.